Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Hello, good sir. It is good to see you on this wonderful Thursday night. But of course, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, I of course am your host, Charlie. I'm joined once again by the prolific comer himself, Alzilios. It is indeed a good night to see you, if I may say so myself. Although you missed my shoving of Rose into the camera as you did the intro. Damn. Okay. Well, for those no, who showed up, premeditated on your part. I. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, while you watch this show, please make a list of things that Charlie and Zelius do, uh, and we will make these fucking bingo cards happen, okay? Uh, and what is the prize for getting bingo? I have no idea. We'll figure it out. Anyways, um, this is the Thursday Night Hangout. It's a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you during the show. If you haven't submitted a topic, question, or an opinion, have no fear. You could, of course, drop it into the chat at any point during the show. We'll try to incorporate it into the show. What if, if those topics are important to me? If we run out of time, uh, we will then push that topic over to the next uh, show. That being said, we do have one topic that we were unable to cover last week. So we'll have to start there. Although I did give a teaser to it last week. Um, as you might know, ladies and gentlemen... The the range of online games is always increasing. And, of course, one of the very popular things out there, you know, the first-person uh, squad shooting games or your MOBAs or, uh, you know, basically PvP. Mm -hmm. And the question that I was given, which I can already give you the answer, well, I'll, I already know an answer for, is why is it? They have all these games out there, and yet you, not all of them have the ability to do, like, uh, you, if it's like a squad game, let's say it's a 5v5, okay? So you and four CPUs on one side and five on the other, or yep. something around those things in different modes. Why don't we see it? Sincerely, money, money, money. That's, a, it costs money to develop yep. the AI to do so, and therefore, B, it costs less to make it without it. And I think a large part of that, too, is it's kind of like the staying power mm -hmm. of that element, right? If you put the bots into there, like, for instance, like Overwatch has bots that you can throw into there. Mm -hmm. And people can create, like, game workshops around that to kind of help training it. But it's not a core focus of the game. So that's really not what's drawing people into the game. Um, and I think that's really what it comes down to is, are they going to invest that time to create that AI very well that's going to really draw the players in? Um, or is it more of a actual AI-based game, um, which completely kind of turns it on its head? Um, some games, like Overwatch, they do have the simple, more simple, I would say, AI. Mm -hmm. That is in there, but it is not a core element of the game. I think the other part that's important too, and you see this more in MMOs, is if, so like when Overwatch does the, against the bots, certain characters are much more powerful than others because it's PvE, PV player versus environment versus PvP kind of. But they don't have to balance it around that because it's like for events and special like arenas. So there's no real balance needs 
for playing against the bots. But if you come out with a game, and it's like this actually has player versus bots, it's not just the AI that has to be coded. It's also all of a sudden now, you know, every time that you already tweak a character for a PvP case, people cry out in anger and anguish. Now all of a sudden you have both PvP and a true kind of PvE environment, people can get even double angrier because now you're affecting their character in both ways. Um, so I think it, overall it's just easier. And I think it comes down to, is there a need for a lot of these games to have a true, you know, beyond the throw basic of four bots into a game? Um, is there a true need for it? I will, uh, let's see here. Yes and no. Um, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Damn it. So you were saying about bots. Okay. Yes. Uh, so the yachts. All right. So, uh, yes, Zelius, it is quite expensive to have that kind of functionality in there, but let's be honest. Uh, anything in a video game nowadays is going to cost you an arm and an F and leg. That being said, there's a, there's a couple things. First of all, yes, uh, when you're especially when you have characters that you're going to continue to tweak. Um, one of the things is that you are going to, as a developer, you have to decide, of course, where the money is going to be spent. And I think for the most part, companies would rather try to tweak the matchmaking system over trying to make your AI better. Mm -hmm. Now, in a perfect world, you would have both. And the reason why I think a lot of people out there might be interested in the ability to, you know, like go up against just AI is so that, um, is that there are a lot of games where that's not an option. And the wonderful toxicity of the online world will kick quite a few gamers in the nuts and they won't even truly get into the game before they're like, F this. Um, but that being said, there is enough gamers out there that companies don't have to worry about adding the CPU or or the AI component, uh, into the game. I of course would love to have, um, that ability. Uh, however, Zelius is, uh, is correct. And I think, if it was like a uh, a one v one, you know, one person against one person, uh, AI probably not going to be that big of a deal. But when you have a lot of squad mechanics, and you're also uh, you you're constantly tweaking the characters, so there's going to be that balance uh, thing going on as well. Uh, that just makes it really really complicated to make sure the AI acts accordingly. Because there's a very good chance that if you tweak a character and just give the AI programming a pass over, you might have just awoken like a mega beast team or made them the littlest weenies in the playground. Um, so yeah, I I would love to see it. I just, Zealous is right. It's, it's all about the monies. Um, especially now that we've got so many games coming out there that, I don't think a company could really spend that much time on trying to perfect the AI before other before gamers would move on to the next best thing. 
And that's my yeah. two cents, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, I think part of it too is you've seen with games that just PvP without having a true versus bots or PvE, whatever you want to call it, yep. is not required to do well. Um, I mean, we've seen time and time with all these new battle games that are just basically strictly PvP that they work from a sales standpoint. I do wonder if the social pressure of it works. And what I mean by that is a lot of online game and some single player games, to be fair, is the cash shop. Um, and there's probably some psychology behind it where, you know, that is a large cash crop, obviously, for the publishers. And, you know, if you have your, not just your extra large sword of plus two, but my extra sword of plus two with lightning bolts and flames, and it just looks really cool, there's probably some psychology behind people who are going to be more incentivized to get these cool looking skins and other things if you're in an online game. So you can show it off to everyone. Yeah, so you can show it off. That's kind of, I guess, one of the benefits of buying the skins is showing it off. And from a publisher's perspective, right or wrong, they're probably like, well, you know, if it's single player only, then people aren't going to, we're only going to spend $5 instead of $6 on the uh, skin. So therefore, it must be online always so that we can get that extra 10% of sales, sir. Okay, I'm going to jump on my soapbox here about uh, skins. If it's a first person game, F that. You don't pay shit for skins. If you want to see skins, if you want to see different skins, you pay to put them on all the other players. If you're putting on yourself, where the hell are you going to look at it? Either in the pause menu or when you're dead on the ground. And is that really the best time? Now, before my pixelated awesomeness. Oh, boy. Uh, You understand all of the gods here roles I have got that you have not, sir. So, uh... Zelius, I uh, I have a follow-up question uh, because you were talking about the cash shop and stuff. What is the one thing that you're most likely to spend money on uh, in a game? Uh, I would say probably cool-looking mounts, actually, in games. Because I think to your point, to be fair, as much as I try to battle your argument, I also actually kind of agree with and with that is mounts is that the one place in games where when you're on your mounts you do actually see it because like most games where you have mounts you kind of go out to that over the shoulder or far out third person view mm-hmm. and that is the one case where you actually can see your pixelated awesomeness um i think another good example that you use is actually uh i don't play but legends of Ruterra, mm-hmm. where you buy like a placemat or the back of your cards whatever it is because that's like a skin that you're always interacting with. Mm -hmm. So I think when it's something that I constantly see or know is there, um, yeah, it does make a difference. I would definitely say there is some truth to that um, from a, that kind of third party perspective. How, what is your view now with, with all these online games, one of the other uh, components of a successful online game is that you have some sort of like event uh, and there's like a free and there's a premium version where you could get like more Chotsky skins or whatever. What is the battle pass basically? Huh? Like a battle pass. Yes, exactly. How do you feel about that? It depends on the game. Like Destiny's battle, pa- like for instance, Destiny 2, to me, the price of their bat. So, I mean, Destiny is basically free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the DLCs to buy. But like the price of the battle pass, it's basically the equivalent of a price of like an MMO. Mm-hmm. And for that, 
I'm okay with. Like, I don't see a problem with it. It's actually, to me, it's also good because it's actually useful in-game items. It's just not like random, like, you know, it's not loot rolls. Because as we see a lot of games is you get extra loot rolls. Um, so in like Destiny 2, I like playing for the battle pass because you're getting good, useful stuff. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. But when you play a lot of like that five-person arena games, like on your mobile phone, in that case, it's very different to me because first off, they game it because it's not just one, but you have like two or three battle passes you can get um, to like further game the system. And on top of that, they're not cheap. Like I remember what Destiny 2's price is, honestly, but it's not unreasonable to me. I'm like, okay. But like, Oh, like the free to play games, you look at the price of their battle passes and they get freaking expensive. Um, and then you also get a lot of that. It's also the RNG ness. So I think, like, if it's spell out RNG again, yeah, oh, always. So I think for me, if you kind of keep under that 15 to 20 dollar threshold, I'm like, okay. Uh, but when it's every month and you have like multiple battle passes for like 20 plus a pop, yeah, now that's just a giant cash grab. And I think it's also different when it's a cash grab on top of everything else that you need to do to progress in the game. It's not like just one thing. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, um, as Zelia has alluded to, I play quite a bit of Legends of Ruterra. Uh, and they just, uh, a big event that they, uh, they just had a big event and it just closed. Uh, they of course have like the free version of the event where you basically, you get, um, like quests, uh, to, uh, you know, attack with, uh, a certain, um, you know, regions, ty uh, creatures X amount of times. Um, you, uh, you level up this champion this many times. And then, of course, it gives you the points. And then the points um, can then unlock, like, a, a new icon uh, picture or maybe uh, a, a card back. But if you do, like, the, um, the premium version, uh, one of the things that they do in uh, Legendary Terror, which I could really care less about it's it really is like look at how shiny this is but they have this uh thing where if you do enough you can actually it will choose three random cards that you own and um and then you could choose like the crystal like border for it mm -hmm. so the champions of course have like the gold crystal border and so if you're playing the premium version you got the gold crystal border of the new champion i mean you could still have the champion just not without that cool border it's really just you know it's it's window dressing but um and i'm totally okay with it because it's they don't constantly have events it's really when they're ushering in something big and of course because legend rutera is part of like the riot family uh they actually were hosting this event not only in Legend of Ruterra, but also in all their other games. So that I'm I'm down for. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm, and I have to be honest with you, um, the vast majority of the times, if I'm going to buy something uh, for a um, uh, for a mobile game uh, that I'm enjoying, it's probably going to be 
the the most simple purchase to ever make, and that is remove ads. I'll be the first to admit I do that. And if I do it though to remove ads, it's also because I've played the game for a couple of days. You know, I played it. I'm like, okay, I actually like this game, and I'll continue to play it. So I'll remove the ads. Um, so yeah, in that case, I'm good with that. Well, I, I, for me, it's like if if I pick up the game and then I'm locked in for like over an hour, and I I have not wanted to stop. I'm like, you know what? I've already gotten like the five ninety nine out of this game. So yeah. there you go. It's, you know, it's usually somewhere between three ninety nine to five ninety nine. But I want to, I want to tell those effers out there who have a fucking like, we'll turn off the ads for a month. I want to punch you in the nuts. Oh yes. Those. Yep. I've seen those games. It's even like a more recent trend. Yes. Um, well, it's, but it's, they're, they're trying a, a different, a different subscription. Which technically like, so that makes me want to like basically stop playing the game when it's when I see that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> You're not getting any complaints out of me on that one. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's uh jump around here a little bit. Um let us go with the fact that the voice of Knuckles for the next upcoming or the upcoming Sonic movie has been announced. And although when uh when uh, Sonic the Hedgehog first came out in the theaters uh, and blew everyone's socks off. Everyone thought The Rock would get... Uh, actually, I even think The Rock requested to be the voice of Knuckles. It is not going to Dwayne Johnson, but it will be going to Idris Elba, which I'll be very interested to see. I mean, I think he'll do fine. Oh, I'm sure he'll do fine, but I just... I, I got... I Since, you know, The Rock's like, I want to do this! I've... In my mind, up to this point, I've seen Knuckles talking Dwayne Johnson style, and Idris Elba talks different. The you know the the cadences and and the you know the accent and all that stuff. Um, I do need to watch the first um, Santa Hedgehog. I haven't actually watched it. Mike, I it's really good. I mean, it's really good. I was surprised how good it was. And to be honest with you, the the extra crap ton of money that they had to pour into it to redo uh, the look of Sonic was worth its weight in gold. Because when the first scenes were released of the original CG and everybody was like, what is this abomination? It, it was like a, a mouse rat looking thing. We're like, no, 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 no. It has to look like Sonic. And they're like, okay. I guess my, problem, my first thought of Sonic is still the original. I guess I just haven't got over that. Dude, like, no, no. stuck in the past. No, I mean, but the thing is, the this Sonic looks that this Sonic looks like the original Sonic in 3D in the real world. I mean, that's what it looks. I mean, they they fixed it. And to be honest with you, Jim Carrey playing Doctor Robotnik was like a match made in heaven. Mm. And oh, also yeah. because. Because I have, I I do watch the uh, the random uh, romance movie every now and then. I am was beyond thrilled for James Marsden to actually get the freaking girl. That man is always losing out to some other punk. I mean, if you look at if you look at all the movies that James Marsden's been in, he's always that guy who's with the the perfect girl. 
but loses her to someone else, the, the, the underdog, the whatever. But he actually gets the girl at the end of this one. And I, to be honest with you, the dialogue is great. The dialogue is also great in, in Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, so that's not something you expect to say about Sonic the Hedgehog. Movie. To be honest with you, a lot of the the video game movies based off of video games, the dialogue's going to suck balls because either they're going to try to put in all the catchphrases from the game, it's just going to be awkward, or they're going to try to Hollywoodize it and it's going to be bastardized into the ground where the only thing that's really there is the name of the characters. That happens. But that's my two cents. What if um, I want three cents, sir? Huh? What if I want three cents? All right, for your third cent, let's go with the fact that for those people who are diehard Witcher fans, I have a thrilling, exciting, possibly exciting uh, thing to tell you. There is a place in Poland that you can buy a ticket uh, and this ticket will allow you to spend three days in a castle. It will, during that time, you'll get extensive supervised training in all Witcher, Witcher arts. And then you'll also be sent on quests to hunt down beasts that can be found in both the books and the video game series. Why aren't you there yet? COVID. <laughs> Let's be honest. If, if COVID was not a thing, I'd be like, hey, Julie, I know we've always wanted to go to Poland, right? I mean, tickets are actually less than $1,000 each, which is not, I think it would actually be more, honestly, based on that description. I was actually thinking like a couple grand each, you know, for the oh, yeah. kind of unique experience you're getting. I To me, that's actually not a bad vacation. When you think of like what it costs, like, Go to, like, say, Italy or go on a cruise or something. That sure as hell ain't cheap. But the the really the really interesting and, and also awesome thing about this is that this was actually a, a non-sanctioned uh, CD Projekt Red thing. It was basically just a bunch of LARPers, live-action role players, who basically just did this Witcher thing on the side. But now CD Projekt Red is going, that's fucking smart. And they're like, yeah, we give you our blessing if you give us a cut of the money. Hmm. Which they probably can use after all the lawsuits they had to go through with Cyberpunk 2077. Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but yeah, I, that, if I were, a, if I was able to get over there, dude, I'd do that in a heartbeat. It sounds like a good anniversary gift. <laughs> yes, but because, yeah, I I, look, the, the thing is, that every single day, all the rules about international travel and COVID change. So it's a bitch and a half to get out of the States and then come back in the States because the rules could completely change in that time. Yeah, um, now is definitely not the time to go traveling overseas. I would definitely agree with that. Well, so um, I guess it was back in early June. Uh, my family uh, had postponed a, I think I've said this on the show, but we were, uh, my family, you know, of course, COVID 2020, all of the, all of travel was basically in the toilet. Uh, and we postponed our uh, vacation to 2021. And so we ended up in Jamaica and oh. the amount of freaking hoops you had to jump to get into 
to be able to board the plane and then to come back was crazy. Did everybody make it back? Did you like lose anyone? It was a close call with my brother-in-law, but it turned out he was just getting an extra beer at the bar. That's not surprising. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. but you know, I, I will it, once once you know regulations. Everybody get their fucking vaccine shots and wear your damn masks so that we can you know try to return to some kind of normalcy. Then I'll check this out. I have some I'm more little, thoughts about I the. I sit here in my room and it's perfectly safe in here. I have an incubation chamber. I don't go more than six feet closer to anyone in my house, and it's great. Well, there you go. I have. Uh, two, uh, what do you call it? Petri dishes named uh, called Kids. Yes, yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> but but you know the the beautiful thing is that uh the county that we're in uh they mandate masks, uh so that's good. You mean uh, our governor hasn't been like, no, you cannot do that. The governor's trying. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not getting into politics because right now there are certain individuals who deserve a good ball kicking, but I'm going to avoid that. And I am going to talk about, you know what? Let's do friends of the show first, and then we'll get into the heavy hitting stuff because uh, our favorite company that seems to be jumping into the freaking headlines every single week now um, is in it again. So ladies and gentlemen, let me do a quick uh, rundown of the friends of the show. We have friends. Yes, yes, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, the first friends of the show is the one and only the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local unusual and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you'd like more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. Now, ladies, of, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the, the next one is uh, a friend of the show, um, a long supporter uh, who started supporting us back in the days of the convention that shall not be named. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Whack Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots, and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. And of course, this one, he is my hero, so let's talk about Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. 
They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you'd like more information, go to www.herochiropractic.com. And I just scheduled my next appointment with Dr. Ryan uh, next week. So I am super excited because I get to get adjusted. And uh, he does do, like I said, it's it's a mobile, um, it's mobile chiropractic care. He'll come to you. Um, I don't remember how much time between visits. He'll he'll basically set it up for like uh, every single week, every two weeks. I'm at every four weeks, and then ever so often he'll do like a a, a scan to make sure that the the uh, the muscle tension and the alignment are actually where they need to be. Uh, and then, of course, you can see the progress on all the cool screens. But anyways, highly, highly recommend, if you are in the greater Atlanta area, check out Hero Chiropractic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, since we gave so much love and attention to the friends of the show, I do want to do a little bit of Alter Confusion uh, love as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, the most important thing to Alter Confusion, as it is every single year, is that... We, for the 10th year straight, will be participating in Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to our chosen hospital, which of course is Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are wondering, how do I become a friend of the show? Well, ladies and gentlemen, have no fear. I'm about to tell you. Uh, Altered Confusion has a Patreon that allows us to, you know, Continue to do what we like to do. Uh, it's It allows you, the fans, supporters, lovers, haters, aliens, ghosts, monsters, mythical creatures. Um, I can't remember the rest of them. I really need to write this shit down. Uh, but anyways, uh, it allows all of you to become active participants in the week, the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight to our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger career, creative career. We currently have two tiers. There's a $1 tier and a $5 tier. At the $1 tier, which is $1 a month or $12 a year, you gain early access to all the playthroughs uh, and also get the ability to have patron-only uh, entries, which some of them will have polls or maybe give you some information that the public doesn't know. Uh, the next uh, tier is the $5 a month tier or the $60 a year tier, which will get your name or organization into the thank you section for Thursday Night Hangouts. And that, of course, will also give you access to the playthroughs and the ability to do polls and, and patron-only things. Um if you're interested in becoming a patron today, go to www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash altered confusion, all one word. Um, uh, let's see here. Right now, if you are a patron, 
you have early access to the Beast Inside uh, playthrough, which was kind of freaky. I was going to do, I'm also playing another horror game that I was going to do a playthrough for, but uh, I ran into the infamous problem that gamers can run into. And I that is you have so many chances to get through a certain chapter and then you have to start again. And lo and behold, I was basically three steps away from completing a chapter when my final character died. So I had to start yeah. all over again. I think it's called Song of Horror, I believe is the name of the game. Uh, I, I I streamed it last time. I was on Tuesday. Um, and you, if you tuned in, you probably saw me jump out of my effing skin a couple times <laughs> because... I fell for the jump scare too many frickin' times. I got you. Well, I don't want to give anything away, but there's there's one situation where it it could what could happen is if you play the characters in a certain order because you play one character at a time. If you play one of the characters early on in the second chapter, and he dies, mm. there's a good chance that his specter will come back and kill another character. Cool. No, not cool. Why not? <laughs> because that's how my, I had to restart the entire effort chapter because Rick I wouldn't pay attention. And then I heard the gun go <laughs> right as he blew my brains out. Well, you shouldn't have let your character die. Ha 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 ha. No. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump back into the, uh, the news and uh, our favorite company. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk once again about Activision Blizzard. <sighs> Is still in some hot water. Big surprise, right? I mean, it's the week uh, or weeks of news. Yes, of course. Uh, so, of course, one of the big things is um, <laughs> Activision Blizzard, uh, thanks to the lawsuits around like fair practices with with the hiring and and uh welfare of the of the individual um they have a new um target painted on their back and that one is being created by the uh contract workers oh the people that we love and companies so ladies and gentlemen what's happening with these contract workers is basically they are all going on the record saying we are being crushed to death by toxic culture within the the company. And the motto, the unwritten motto, apparently, when it comes to contractors at Activision Blizzard is use, dispose, repeat. Which is another, it's a fancy way of saying uh, burn and burn them and turn them. So is that not normally how contractors are treated at AAA publishing companies? <laughs> Let's be totally honest. Being a contractor is a very dangerous thing. Yes, you get the experience. If you work for a good company, maybe, you know, there's a very good chance that maybe you get to like onboard afterwards. Uh, but with a contractor, you, of course, lose a lot of the the full employee. Uh, like health benefits. Health benefits and, re and, and retirement and all that stuff. PTO. Yeah, PTO. Um, so you're basically at the mercy. And so what, what do they do? It's cheaper. Uh, so they're going to squeeze every ounce out of you and then yep. throw you to the side, into the burning trash heap. 
basically disposable cattle. Exactly. It, it's it's an unfortunate thing, but it it's it's cheap labor. Uh, they're either here's the deal: the company's either going to seek offshore help, or they're going to have contractors. The U.S. of course you got to follow the the um the pay the hourly pay rate scales and stuff. So of course it's got to be higher than what they could pay offshore, but they're going to try to squeeze everything out of you in a very tidy amount of time. That's okay. I can live off of $14 an hour in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. If you live in a, in a um, trash can. Wow. That's a pretty. Sorry, 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 sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Paper bag. Sorry. The metal in the trash can or the plastic it's probably too expensive. So paper I bag. Shooting a little bit there. Hmm, sorry, 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 sorry. A paper bag. A, a moist paper bag. So there's also, but you do know it starts tomorrow coming from Blizzard. Tell us, Zelius. The Diablo 2 resurrected closed beta for those who. Oh! Know. I, I saw, I, I didn't have time to check it out, but apparently, uh, they have released, like, they've redone the opening trailer to Diablo 2. Like, well, pimped it out. The thing that actually has gamers up in arms right now, though, is, so originally, you know, as Blizzard is wont to do, they originally said that land play would be, when I say land play, I mean direct, not through the official Blizzard server connection multiplayer. Kids, for uh, those out there who are young and not as awesome as Zelius and I, LAN means local area network. And originally, Blizzard said, yep, it's cool. Like, it's part of the original D2. It's going to be part of Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected. And there's some pretty cool mods that are built around it. It also requires you to play, like, with your buddies in your house without playing in the great uh, universe. Memories! Well, probably uh, to the shock of... To maybe the disappointment, but not shock of people. One day before the uh, closed beta, Blizzard has been like, nah, never mind. My multiplayer has to be online only. Sorry, no land play for you. You know, to be totally honest with you, when that when that information came out that they were they were going to keep land play in, I'm like, but you make everyone their your bitch by making you go through Battle.net. Why would you like? Roll that shit back just for this game. Well, because it's Diablo 2, and it was a hearkening back to the roots, and now it's the whole idea of the nostalgia. And people were excited like about being able to play the mods for Diablo 2 with Diablo 2 resurrected. Now it's going to be one of like, this is cool, man. We can do this. Look, man, all you got to do is you get three computers into a single room. You all load up into battle.net, and you can play together. You can't anymore. Yeah, you can because you're going into Battle.net through an internet connection coming back down. Yes, you'd have to create a room and lobby and stuff instead of just doing it locally on your own local area network. Well, of course, the same thing, right? Yeah, it's lame. But, uh, okay, so I'm totally joking, by the way. I, 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 I love, I loved the ability to do land play. Um, I, I lost... A lot of hours playing um, land matches of quite a few games uh, back in the day. Uh, but 
Uh, Zelius did speak about, uh, I mean, of course, we're, we're talking about the Diablo 2 re-release, uh, but I do want to bring some shocking news because Sorry. Activision Blizzard, of course, has never been in the news as of late. Um, it turns out that the, um, the lead designer uh, of Diablo 4 has now gone bye-bye. Uh, now, they... They don't really. They they really don't put a lot of information into it, but basically, uh, they're because of all these lawsuits, it it looks like three big names, three more big names from Blizzard are now gone. Uh, Jesse McCree, which is a uh, lead game designer, um, uh. Uh, Luis uh, Barriga, which is the director for Diablo 4, and then Jonathan yeah, Jonathan LeCraft, which uh, is the designer for World of Warcraft. Um, so we're, I mean, it's not like it's not like uh, you know the the assistant of the assistant of the assistant of the QA team's uh, janitor uh, has been fired. We're talking you know like director level. Which of course had to be done, but you know, the bad news is Diablo Four is going to be delayed because they basically lost the heads of their project. Like for a company so large, like literally, what is Blizzard doing for development? Like Blizzard or like Overwatch has nothing coming out probably for two thousand twenty-two. Diablo Four, who knows when that's coming out? Diablo, the mobile game, whatever that's called, Diablo Immortal. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected isn't even done by a Blizzard studio that was outsourced. The mobile game's not by Blizzard either. Yeah, so it's like, for as massive of a company, like, there's a, a huge content drought with World of Warcraft. They haven't had Jack Squadoosh for a while. So it's like... Here, here's here's the secret. Activision Blizzard is actually Activision. Bleh. Activision has found a way to basically knock, like basically shave all of what Blizzard is off, and then throw it to third party teams. Going, yeah, it's still us. I know, and it's like, I'm probably one of those people who still thinks like Blizzard, man, yeah, great games. It, it's <sighs> it's like. And I know it's not. We're unfortunately to the it's point where where Activision is basically going, okay, uh, we're going to just slap the Blizzard Entertainment sticker on this, and it's a Blizzard game, woo! Because of course, Blizzard name recognition, and that's all it is. It's its name recognition. Now, it's you'll you're more likely to buy a game that has Blizzard Entertainment smacked on the side than you are with I don't know. Uh, mundane two-legged monkeys which would it's actually just regular but anyways um but that's why like blizzard's not really even releasing anything that's what's so crazy because they have no one there all of all their projects are third-party companies so they're not actually doing much in-house besides having to drop everyone because of the toxicity in their environment 
they're getting double whammied. They're they're the, all their dirty, dirty laundry's being aired, and Activision is continuing to try to downsize them. Yeah, uh, I mean, like on one hand, I fully am all about Blizzard get what's coming to them for the mm-hmm. toxicity and everything there. For the head, it's just like that little piece of my heart who grew up playing those awesome Blizzard games cries a little. Of like, ah, one of those great companies of my youth is basically dead. Yes. Actually, many a company from our youth are dead. <laughs> no, that's actually very helpful. <laughs> that's very true. Because I was like, I was carry the mantle at least or something. I, like, I, I was thinking back to some of the game, like some of the games that I played uh, early on in my career. And I was like, yeah, that company's gone. That company's gone. Yeah. That one got sold and then sold and then sold and then sold. Um, but okay. So keeping it in the same vein as Blizzard Activision, this one is not a lawsuit. <laughs> um, they, it has come out that um, the upcoming season of the Call of Duty for the Call of Duty League will require all participants to have proofs proofs proof of vaccination which to me is no shit Sherlock that's what you need to do but of course in the wonderful US of A there's probably enough people that that will stomp their feet to be like well I'm an American I can do what I want even if I even if I do end up in a ventilator well, a bunch of uh, like venues and concerts and stuff are requiring either a proof of vaccination or a proof of a negative test PCR within forty-eight hours. Within twenty-four hours or forty-eight hours. Yeah, or I think it's days or whatever it is. That now that number is something that's always changing. Forty-eight hours, thirty-six hours, twelve, uh, twenty-four hours. Just, just go every single day, spit in the cup, have it tested, and just carry around a new one. Just make it, you have to have your vaccination period. Make it easy. Find someone who can do the test and then handcuff yourself to them so at the drop of a hat, they could do the test so you're golden. Sounds like you've thought about this a lot. Maybe. Um, uh, so, So, look, here's the thing. I want everyone to be safe. I want everyone to get their vaccination because in the long run, it's going to help us. Uh, I think what if I never leave my house again, I'm just going to stay inside where it's safe. I don't think that that will work for eternity, but you never know. You can prove me wrong, Zelius, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to work. I, mean, I can get food delivered to me. There's some other stuff that I don't think you can get delivered straight to you, but we're not going to go into that. Can you uh, deliver the beer to me? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not you sure. Can. I can't get on the internet. I think hey. I could personally. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Let's. We'll research it after the show. Um, I do want to say uh, that there is there is a game out there that has been in development forever in a day, and that game is a, was a game or is a game called Kerbal Space Program. It was a, it's an indie title that's been in development for over 10 years. And basically the first version was you build your own rocket and then crash it into the ground. And it's been constantly updated for 10 years. Big updates, small updates, little tweaks here, all that stuff. Um, The company behind it has finally announced that they are going to 
There are going to be no more big releases. There might be like a tweak here or there, but overall, they are done with that game after 10 years of updating and developing it. Jeez. And they're going to move on to Kerbal Space Program 2. Two! <laughs> like, wow, that's original. Um, so they're basically just going to give you the new iteration, the new best thing. Um, but to basically have... Oh, shoot, I was going to do this... Um, uh, what's the, the active users, Steam active users, active users for Kerbal. I don't know. Uh, here we go. Steam charts. That's what I was looking for. In the last 30 days, they ba basically, they're averaging six Sorry, they're they're averaging thirty four, uh, yeah, thirty four hundred players, which ain't bad at all. It's more than my game. Good lord! As of an hour ago, there were three thousand two hundred and fifty players playing. Um, so, and this game has been around for ten years. It's been constantly updated for 10 years. And they still got 3,200 people playing right now. That's good. So the best of luck in, in, in uh, Kerbal Space Program 2. Mm. Now let's go back to the the, the dark side. Uh, and... The dark side of the moon? Oh, if only. Uh, so here's, here's the thing. Um... Uh, Apparently, we talk a lot about the lawsuits, uh, which, of course, have been mainly about Activision and Blizzard. But there is another company that we're always having to talk about every once in a while that has some kind of issue. Um, and once again, ladies and gentlemen, let me reintroduce you to one of the streaming platforms that we utilize, and that is Twitch. Um, there has been a new Twitch campaign called Be Better Twitch, hashtag be better Twitch, um, which centers around uh, harassment raids and botting. Um, so here's the deal. The There's been a surge in bot-driven hate raids against uh, women and minority streamers on Twitch. And that's why the, the Do Better Twitch campaign has been started. Uh, Twitch, of course, has been, uh, has actually responded. Um, thank you to everyone who shared these difficult experiences. We were able to identify a vulnerability in our proactive filters and have rolled out an update to close this gap. And better detect hate speech in chat. We'll keep updating this to address emerging issues. Now, here's the thing. The, so yes, hate speech. What you know? Yes, Bravo. Continue to evolve that to so that the that filters catch that kind of stuff and you know, hopefully, kick the the uh, the haters in the balls. Uh, but I don't. I'm still kind of curious as to how this is going to, um, you know, how it's going to deal with the the. Botting raids, right? 
I, yeah, I mean, like at some point, I'm unfortunately not sure what Twitch can actually do. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, on one hand, like people have bots on Twitch to do this stuff, like to automate things for people. I mean, that's part of the online tools that people want in a online platform. And part of that is bots. So it's like, I mean, sure, Twitch could probably have like AI to try to, and I'm sure I'm guessing they do, to try and detect these type of things. But there's always that balance between like being overzealous and not enough. Um, I know like I used to do um, email web filter spamming when we mm -hmm. held it on campus. It, it's hard. Like just a, just a silly example is our web filter by default would catch in a spam um, if you said hot in an email too many times. Because I thought you're talking about like someone who is hot. It was it's very hot weather in this hot area in the building. Yeah. I think the the AC's broken, so it's just extremely hot in this room. And that would get flagged as spam. And uh, yeah. so I was like, okay, I'm going to disable the hot keyword. But that was one very specific school of like 100 people. I could figure that out, right? Yep. That was a very easy circumstance to solve a solution. But you're dealing with people on Twitch where maybe someone is coming in and spamming you with, oh, you're the hottest person who I've ever been on and you're so hot. I want to do hot things to you. But it's then it's context to have a con like the to But then the channel next to it is talking about the hot weather. Mm -hmm. And it's really hot, like to your point. So that's what makes it so hard. It's not just, you know, flagging keywords. Anyone can do that. Uh it's getting, like you said, the context of what's going on around it. Mm -hmm. uh, so one hand, I think there's ways where obviously, yes, Twitch can do better. But on the other hand, there's always the question of how. Uh, there's not an easy solution to it because now you're really kind of starting to talk about the AI part and really being able to predict what people's actual intentions and their words are. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some channels get off on that, right? Like, there's some channels that enjoy the less than um, kosher talk. And that's right. They they want the the uh, the edgy racy. Uh, they they want the 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 audience to be free. Yeah, and so you know, Twitch starts coming in with the hammer. Those are going to get crossed. You know, obviously caught in there. Mm -hmm. So it's there's not a simple solution to this issue. Other than, uh, I mean, the best solution is people just were asshats, obviously. Well, of course, you know, yeah. control yourself. But that's but come on. Nice things. No, and, and and to be totally honest with you, I know some people are like, well, you just need, you know, in, in popular channels, you just need someone, an actual person to monitor to keep keep an eye on it. But then, and, and this is this is the problem is, um, now. You're dealing with a person's opinions or views of context. Uh, some people might view different things, you know, different phrases and and or conversations differently. And so, certain things could be blocked. Certain things that are very, you know, racy could get through because it's the opinion of the moderator. 
Well, I do think at least for the larger channels, you're usually going to have a mod on anyways. Like, you and I are mods both in this chat. So, like, I don't think for, like, the big, big name ones, it's, like, those small to medium-sized ones. Right. Where, let's be honest, which isn't going to allocate an employee to moderate those. Um, so, I guess, you know, maybe this isn't the proper way of thinking about it probably according to a lot of people but then maybe it's reverse it maybe it is on the channel to take responsibility and find moderators so, uh, i mean twitch has that built-in functionality right to delegate moderation to your channels i mean that's a big thing that was always a huge things on forums yeah uh, is if you're going to have a forum of some sort online you probably have to have moderators because otherwise we all know people are going to shit on it. Yes. It's, it's going to be the wild West. And to be honest with you in a perfect world, um, if, if it was possible, I would love for alter confusion to have a moderator, um, behind the scenes that's doing, cause right now what Zelis and I are doing is we're able to moderate the chat, but I'd love to have someone be like behind the scenes that might be able to, you know, pipe in a uh, somewhat, you know, like a voice chat or maybe an additional video um, kind of a producer role uh, so that we're not constantly having to make sure that we don't get the, hey, this is the easiest way to gain 5,000 new subscribers yeah. or check out my pics, follow this link. Um, but yeah, I... I there, there's not a perfect solution, uh, but to be honest with you, with with the amount of problems when it comes to minority groups or you know gender bias and stuff like that, you would think that you'd have some sort of team into place that would be like super duper diving into this stuff. Um, but that being said, most people. Uh, have this current mindset about Twitch. It's not to say that Twitch isn't taking the issue seriously, but rather that it's slow and often unprepared for the shifting ways harassment comes through the platform. Regardless, Twitch's fix is hopefully effective, and its upcoming anti-harassment tool, which will be which will arrive sooner than later, will hopefully be utilized. Because even you think about it, I mean, it's one of the things with Twitch is it's an open channel. Like anybody can come join ours and spam it, right? Whereas you turn on the reverse and something like a Discord, like it's pretty trivial to keep the hammer on like a Discord. Mm -hmm. uh, it's and at least that's my experience. Is Twitch is pretty or Discord? I mean, you can lock it down and yeah. prevent people. And all. I mean, there's a lot of tools you have. You have. Um, what? Slow down chat. I, that's not the right name. I know. Right. Uh, no, but you you can basically time out. Um, time out. Yeah, it's, uh, so and, and, and also in our in our Discord channel, if if you are a patron, you have access to the voice channels. If you're not a patron, or myself or Zelius, uh, then that channel, those channels are blocked. Yeah. It's it's just it's a very different type of atmosphere of other things. It's like Discord, for instance, like I'm not aware of built-in 
anti-harassment tools other than the fact that the platform itself because of its kind of closed nature that you can open up obviously um is closed but like some of the larger discord by mod they all have moderators yeah um, to you know lock that stuff down pretty quickly where people do come in and spam they, they get the bad hammer pretty freaking quickly and that's a large part of you know the work of if you're on a large discord is there is going to be that moderation to make sure there's not the crazy stuff going on well it's uh, an expected it went it once you know once uh uh, a stream or a channel or whatever gets to X amount of users, you have to have a moderator. If you don't, then shit's going to fall apart real fast. Um, I think the last part too is Twitch is live. Like that too. You know what I mean? It's live TV with that live interaction. And I think people do get their jollies based on that live interaction mm -hmm. is what, you know, that live reaction you get from people like on a visceral video perspective. Right. Well, I know that, you know, um, that one of the solutions is like, well, you, you know, you should um, delay the chat so the moderator could check it out. But I'm like, look, we've already got a delay. If it's a live show where you're, you're got audience participation, adding an additional delay, Zelius and I could be on two topics different before we could actually see some of the stuff. I don't think that delays the issue. My right. what I think at least on the more popular Twitch ones is it's just the number of comments in general. So like the delays are gonna do anything. So now all of your comments are just gonna be delayed by 10 seconds, doesn't actually do anything. Right. Like, yep. I'm not sure how that solves anything. Um uh, yeah. So uh actually uh I, this news article just came uh at me here uh as kind of like i guess a follow-up to uh to the whole blizzard uh losing yet another round of of top-notch directors and 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 executives and stuff um one of the individuals of course that that has been removed from blizzard is a gentleman by the name of jesse mccree which jesse mccree is basically a huge part of Blizzard. And there's actually a um, Overwatch character uh, named McCree. Yep. But since his leaving of the company, the Overwatch League casters have banded together and will not say McCree <laughs> live on stream. They'll be like, this player has the kill or something like that. They will not say McCree. I'll be interested to see if they keep their jobs. At this point, they they probably everyone's probably like, yeah, we can't touch that. <laughs> Honestly, like if you're just a casual, well, people are watching Overwatch League know what's going on. I would yeah. assume. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, like, if I'm watching Overwatch League, I'm really not going to probably even notice, to be honest. Well, because like, the vast I, majority of the time, if you're watching Overwatch League. You're not. Li you're, they're not saying the character name. They're saying the gamer tag. True. That's a good point too. So unless like they make it very obviously, like the guy with the cowboy hat, then you probably notice. The 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 uh, the wild western gentleman with the guns. Uh, yeah. So okay, I have to say this. 
there there was like an update or something to i the iPhone, uh, especially around the apps. For the love of all that's holy, your stupid little X to exit out of the fucking ad is too small now. I'm like, I tap the screen and it goes, oh, here's here's the uh, the the App Store page. We're like, no, close. Touch the X again. Whoop, there's the App Store. I'm like, oh, bitch. Oh, you want to watch the ad again for twice as long this time? No, okay. thankfully, thankfully it doesn't restart the ad, but it just keeps bringing up the, the App Store going, here's how you get it. I'm like, I don't want it. I just want to close the fucking thing. Yep, that's sneaky. I hear that. I mean, I still have a, a shit ton of issues with the fact that I'm still of the opinion that you can't do all this bullshit story or gameplay that does not actually happen in the game. For some reason, I don't know why, but I swear to God, all of my ads are centered around uh, uh, a an individual who uh, catches their loved one and an act and they're heartbroken. They have to restart their lives uh, at the, the, the restaurant or the house or this place where they've got to build a village. But everyone's like, that's how it starts. Like, I've played a couple of those games. That, that storyline is nowhere in there at all. Sounds about right, sir. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Zelius, what are you playing? I haven't been playing much this week. I've just been reading lately. I'll be honest with you. I've read a shit ton. Uh, I went through f- a four-book series in a week. Uh, nice. I, I, I just got hooked on it. It was very interesting. However, that being said, what is it about when you do... Um, when you do like good versus evil, like science fiction, why does it always have to be angels and vampires? Would you prefer like demons and fairies? Well, like you know, there, there's there's dark demons and there's light demons and there's dark fairies and there's light fairies. Why do we? Why is why are all these damn books like all angels are good? All vampires are bad. That's just me, though. I haven't read like any book lately with an angel, so I can't help you there. It's the more racy novels, let's say. Yeah, I don't really read smut, so can't it's help. not smut, sir. Uh-huh. It's not okay. It's, it's, it's called what? romance. You, you keep telling your nether regions that. Ha 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 ha. Um, shit. I was gonna say something else. Um. The oh, I beat Scarlet Nexus. Oh, nice! It's a good game. Highly recommend it. It does give you a, a, a new game plus mode, uh, uh, yeah. where you could go back and you know, finish all the blah blah blah. Of course, they do. The one thing about the game, and I'm going to write this up. I'm actually in the process of writing the review. But the one thing that I was just kind of like, eh, were the side quests. Like, I totally forgot to to keep checking for them. And then right before the end, I just went to, like, all the city places, and I just got all the quests, and I looked at them going, yeah, no, I don't have to do this. Yeah, that's one thing I did read about the game is the side quests are kind of like, meh. Well, I I understand. Basically, what the the side quests 
what they're trying to do is they're trying to make you utilize all the characters, uh, and and also uh, increase the the friendship rating or ranking, uh, uh, or I guess friend bonding ranking or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, so it's like you kill these three of these character these type of enemies utilizing this special ability. Yeah, and I'm just like. I'm good. I, how about I just I kill I like. them? I'm just going to kill them. I like to kill. That's what I do. I like to kill a lot. But um, check, uh, be on the lookout um, for that review coming soon. I, of course, will be switching the uh, Beast Inside playthrough to public next week. Uh, and then look for a review for that one. And the game that's coming up next... Actually, I'm going to give it up to. I'm going to post a poll on Patreon, and then if if I don't get enough uh, love and support, I'll actually. You know what? F it. I already know what my damn thing is. It's not even going to go up for a vote. Let's be honest. I have been dying to play a game called Retro uh, Makina, uh, which is from a uh, an independent developer. Uh, I wrote about it a couple months ago, and it's out. Uh, it's on. Um, Switch and on PC. I would love to play on Switch, but I, of course, bought it on the PC because it was on sale one time. Uh, so that will be my next playthrough. There you go. And of course, the patrons will have first dibs on the playthrough. Now, I do have a question before we wrap up, and that is uh, uh, personal preference. Would you rather have the, um, the early access playthrough uh, dropped in one big bundle or, you know, like, episode, uh, and then, like, you know, then, like, two days later, another episode, then two it's days early later. Early access, all one bundle. That's what I figured. That's that's what I was going with. So, because um, it also allows me to kind of gauge how long certain sections are. Uh, but anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have unfortunately reached the end of our show. I know we're all sad. <laughs> but it's Okay. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next Thursday. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Celius, it's been a pleasure giving you everything from our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.